0: Has Finnevere just been hallucinating this whole time? Maybe, but I'm going to treat that hallucination like a queen until I know that she's not going <laughs> to hurt you.
1: Uh, have you ever been to Senai?
0: I haven't been many places.
1: I'm not telling you to give up on your morality or something like that. I'm just saying, in this world, it's kill or be killed.
0: I can see why you would think that. But all the same, if I'm going to look at myself in the mirror 10, 15 years from now... Hopefully sitting on a giant pile of money in a successful business, I gotta be happy with the person that got me there. And I feel like this is what I need to do to be that person.
2: Hi, uh, my name is Damien Blackwater.
1: I I'm from Korath. Hello, foundlings, and welcome back to another episode of The Gate Chronicles. This is season one, chapter 42, because, yeah, we're going with chapters. That sounds so much better to me. I am Emily. I'm your game master and host for this series. So we hope you'll stick around and join us at the table
3: as well as with my players.
4: Hi, I'm your Quentin. I play Charles Smoot, 57-year-old biology teacher born and raised in upstate
0: New York. And I'm uh, Jaden. I play Finnevere Veer, uh, the bard taking his uh, fresh steps out in the world, trying to to get some experience out there, uh, and perhaps I'll level up his uh, his uh, his pocketbook, as uh, one might say.
1: That that is what one might say. Specifically, a Jaden would say. That's, or that's Finnebier. the only
0: person I've ever say it, but one could say it.
4: You know what?
1: I'm gonna put that on a T-shirt. Level, level up, up your, your pocketbook.
0: Book. That should be on a t shirt. All right. Got too many t shirt ideas, not enough buy, not enough
4: customers, too many. <laughs> the supply and demand is very
0: skewed. We just make them for ourselves. <laughs> we really
4: do. Really? It just becomes
0: Sam Regal to show up with a, a new t shirt that our, our podcasters can listen to, to the descriptions of.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the journey to Senai continues, and the party's days on the road pass by quickly, but not without hiccups along the way. Passing into the kingdom of Raylan brought you all to a brief halt with a surprising need for travel documents. Who knew? Luckily for you guys, being a part of the Seeker's Guild provided a simple means of identification. That is, if only everyone in your party was part of the guild. But with a quick witted ploy, you guys were able to move on because you are smart and you thought of things. An exotic Women apparently. You continued on your merry way to your first stop in Eastonil. But you still have a ways to travel. You have the hang of this though, right?
0: Sure. We are totally experienced seekers here for the uh the hiring. Completely and... professional.
4: Pay us, please.
1: Uh we, we left off where Damien Blackwater has walked off because, you know, Veneviere Beer has decided this is how he's gonna get his name spread out into the world having a young boy tell everyone about how he almost died
0: you know if my father is out there somewhere and he hears that song he's probably going to think that I'm dead
4: maybe not the best way to spread your name around it's more like a an obituary than like a, a come and find me.
0: well here's hoping he uh, saves the best parts about how he won are we
4: sure we included those parts when we told him about it um, we'll trust in his embellishment
0: well, Fenimore, I've
4: got a few things i got to do around town, so I'm going to break off, and I'll, I'll meet back up with everyone later.
0: All right. Uh, please do try to be respectful. Oh, you know me. I do know you. That's why I ask.
1: Yeah, I don't know how respectful Charles Smoot is able to be. However, as you guys kind of go your separate ways, Fenimore and Charles Smoot, why don't you make a perception check?
0: Pow, pow. 17 for Charles Smoot. Uh, 23 for Fenimore.
1: Okay. Charles and Finnevere, you're walking through the town, going opposite directions, of course, because that's how it always works. Mm, Never yep. go in the same direction after saying goodbye. It's yep. it's really awkward otherwise.
0: So awkward. Been there, done that.
1: Yeah. So uh, Finnevere, as you are walking further into the town, you actually do spot Kelsey, who seems to be looking down at something at a stall. And Charles Smoot, you're... Uh, Trailing behind the direction where Damien Blackwater was going, where he was going off a little bit further to the left and Vinevere went right. You do spot Kelsey over on the right side as well, and then to the left where you're heading, you spy Valen and Farron speaking with a guard, it appears. So the question is who's got stuff they want to do? Oh,
0: I got things I need to buy. Being cold is a not not a great thing at night.
1: That's right, you still haven't gotten your cloak.
0: Uh, I need to get a cloak. I need to get wax if I can.
1: Okay, so let's just do it this way. vere if you are... We'll just say you're going to go first. Uh, if you're looking to purchase things, uh, things like a cloak, I know we talked about value-wise... Do you remember what I charged? You charged
4: me 200 silver. I did. Or it, it was specifically a... Water-resistant, at the very least, adventurer's cloak.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, uh, the adventurer's cloak that uh, Charles Moot had picked up—you uh, you go back after talking with Damon Blackwater, and you see that the cost is still two hundred silver.
0: Very pricey cloak. <laughs> uh, I should also, well, yeah, I should also get something likely to—I don't know. Uh, yeah, our uh, our cart. Uh, does it have like a fabric thing over top or is it just like the bottom piece of a cart
1: there is no cover on top it is a wagon
0: like an not American covered. trailer type thing yeah sure it's not a covered wagon yeah it's not right. a covered wagon okay it's, it's just a wagon got it. not a covered wagon
1: your wagon has four wheels <laughs> wow it amazing wheels. It, it has four wheels and is a, and has a little axle so it's able to turn Ooh. that's actually really important it is know? very
4: important wagons that don't turn really aren't that much
0: All right. In that case, man, a merchant should have these things ahead of time. Uh, i need to merchant better. This is my opportunity to merchant better. I need to buy a cloak. I also need tarps. Uh, uh, Things to throw over goods to keep them dry. Okay. If you get stick very good, you could prop up the tarp and make it a hooded wagon. Uh, I also need a tent, and uh, I'm hoping to get a pound or two of uh, any kind of wax. Something you can rub over cloth to make it water resistant, if need be. That wax has many uses.
1: You would able, you,
3: you find a shop that sells candles. Okay. This isn't really a farming town. The market here seems to be selling more finished products than raw materials. But at the very least, you're able to find some cloth and candles.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah. Let's just go with that. Cloak first. You said it was 200?
3: The cloak itself is 200.
0: Do they have more than one?
3: They
1: do. They have only a few left, though.
0: Okay. Uh, do Kelsey and Cece have ways of keeping warm in rainy weather? I'm pretty sure the answer was no. They had a tent while we're moving. that's enough. Fair enough. Set, set up the tent in the wagon.
1: Well, you walked by Kelsey in the marketplace, but you do not recall her having a cloak. She was actually lent one, though, by Valen at some point.
0: Valen's a better merchant than I am. He's prepared.
1: Are he, no, or he's he, a
0: better adventurer. Better adventurer.
1: He lent her his cloak specifically.
0: Ah, I see. It wasn't
1: an extra.
0: Okay. Alrighty. Um, now, I should ask them first. Unless you want to shortcut that, I'll ask them later. Um, you can it, ask them later. Okay. So I'll get the one cloak. Can I get a tent?
1: Yes. You're able to get a tent.
0: Uh, what's that run?
1: Look up the standard price for a tent.
0: Ah, with pleasure. <laughs> I will do that. And then convert the gold to silver. Uh, I will uh, g- gladly do that too because I don't got the gold. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. A small one person tent is ten gold, but a large is thirty and a pavilion is a hundred. I would like to get a large tent if I could. okay? because we are not we will not always be traveling with such generous people.
1: They have been very generous. They I don't
0: have know. been. I,
1: I, I'm very confused by how nice people are being. They really should be more cutthroat.
0: Uh, well, I mean, we are working together. It does raise morale and increase the odds of their own success. But uh, I'm still appreciative.
1: All and, right. So uh, you're able to get a large tent for a hundred silver. In fact, it is purplish in color.
0: Dang, purple is good. Purple is usually difficult to come by.
1: Rich purples. More like a lilac is a little bit easier.
0: Ooh, that's Fenivir's favorite color. Can I just browse a weathering gear, something that might... So uh, if a lot of people pass through here, there would be gear suggested for the type terrain, uh, something that's popular, uh, sale. Is there anything that catches my eye while browsing? Uh, This is These are
1: the things that catch your eye while you're going through. You see some very nice chainmail armor. There seems to be a very shiny light steel shield that almost has a mirrored reflection on it, or mirrored surface. You see that the local apothecary seems to be carrying a potion of wool strength, a potion of cat's grace, as well as an oil of removed paralysis. Uh. In addition, there's also a potion of water breathing. And I'm trying to see what else. I'm just going to list off. Listen, I rolled for random items, okay? Uh,
0: I'm all ears. I'm making a mental list of things I'm probably going to buy.
1: All right. In addition, at the local weaponsmith uh, is carrying a beast strike club. There is a very special type of hide material. I'm just going to call it rhino hide. Okay. Just tougher than regular hide. Uh, and then there is a ring that seems to have an human of force shield on it. Oh my gosh. Uh, mm-hmm. and then finally you do see that there appears to be a relic, but it is not being held in a reliquary.
0: That sounds dangerous. Uh yeah, I, I let's go through the things that I have interest in potentially buying. Uh relic first, please. Uh okay. we could do the relic later if it's a bit easier.
1: Okay. The relic is 10,000 silver. Okay. The person doesn't know exactly what it does, but it appears to be somewhat pill-shaped, but it seems too big to be a regular pill. Okay,
0: 10,000. I'll have to figure out what the laws are for relics around here later. Uh, Okay, Uh, next up, uh, uh, bull strength potion.
1: 300 silver for the bull strength potion.
0: Uh, Mirror shield.
1: The light steel shield is 4,159 silver.
0: 4,000. Yeah, no, that's currently above my price range. All right. And uh, how about that hide?
1: It is a large piece of hide, about 5,000 silver.
0: 5,000. Okay. Time to become a poacher. <laughs> All right. Uh, it looks like I need to learn to be above my price range. Uh, nope. He's uh, very happy at being able to see such wonderfully quality wares in one place. Uh, he'll just take this mood boost and... Uh, uh, he'll check and see... He's going to check on Cece and Kelsey. He's going to go looking for them. Make sure that they have weather gear before we leave. And that's, that's about it for Finn.
1: All right. I'm going to check in with Charles Smooth. We're going to, I guess, start from where you were. You were walking, heading in the direction.
4: In a direction. To the left, if I recall. To the left. To the left. You see um. Valen
1: and Baron talking off to a guard. Uh, the Damien Blackwater kid is running off ahead of you. Beyond that, you see a few nice-looking shops. There's a place called um, Fragrant Fragrance. Fragrant Fragrance.
4: (laughs) Very nice. Um, uh, Before he gets off too far, um, Smoot would chase after Damien Blackwater.
1: you chase after him?
4: Uh, You said he was, quote, running off. I don't know how mobile this individual is. He would approach the individual with the intent of catching up to him.
1: Okay, so here's my head cannon. Charles Smoot looks intimidating when he chases after oh, very people. Very true. <laughs> you just have like this natural just intimidate that goes off. So I'm just gonna you know roll for that. Yeah,
4: gen- generally a six foot six, two hundred and eighty pound man does have a natural All intimidation right. skill when so, approaching
1: you. You know, Charles Smoot. I'm gonna I'm gonna put it this way. The Damien is basically moving pretty quickly ahead of you but then he hears the loud clobbering footsteps of a large man behind him he turns and looks and sees you he seems frightened and he begins running faster away from you
4: oh uh barbarians get fast movement so my base move speed's 40 so even if he's running i i outpace him
1: yeah so you're taking these very like large steps and he's like having to walk like run really quickly with his little legs and you catch up to him No, no, please, sir. I I didn't do anything.
2: I I promise.
4: Damien, I just spoke with you a few moments ago.
2: Then why are you chasing me?
4: Why are you running?
2: Uh, because you're chasing me? No,
4: I was approaching you. There's a difference.
2: Oh, you call that approaching?
4: Yes, I do. Uh,
2: You might need to work on that. Uh, How can I help you?
4: I had a few questions. Have you ever heard of an individual called the Far Traveler? You said you've been... Traveling yourself recently. I didn't know if it had ever come up in any conversations.
2: The Far Traveler? Oh, yes, I've heard of the Far Traveler.
4: Anything recent?
2: Uh, are, are you looking for me to sing you a song?
4: Uh, can I get just the important bits of information from it, if possible?
2: Uh, uh okay, so. It, it's, it goes, there once was a man who
0: choose your next words very carefully. (laughs) Who came from quite far.
2: I was about to say that. Uh, all right. Okay. So, wait, do you want the short story then?
4: I want the information. Whatever form that comes in. Whatever's easiest for you at this point.
2: Okay, so I'll just pick up with the story. Got it. All right. So, legend has it, the Far Traveler is a... Young man who travels from location to location. No one knows where he comes from. No one knows where he goes. But everyone says his face is hidden from them, and he always seems to be looking for something. And tell your children at night to not wander around, lest the far traveler come and take them away. How is that? Was that what you wanted?
4: Yeah, just trying to decipher how much of that is like urban legend like the Boogeyman, and how much of that actually pertains to the real person.
2: Real person? (laughs) What are you talking about?
4: He's real. I just stare, completely straight-faced, deep into his eyes.
2: Yeah, and I'm the king of that place that's close to (laughs) eat. I'm sorry. Uh, Don't take it too seriously, though. I mean, wait, I mean, are are you alright? Do you need some help or anything?
4: No, 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 don't don't patronize me. I, sir, happen to be a fully-fledged seeker. I'm the individual who decapitated the frog that swallowed that man that you're singing songs about. I cut these mantises in half. and Charles Smoot would present the severed head.
2: Oh, that's so gross and yet so cool. Uh, I really am sorry, though, sir. That story's been around for a really long time. I heard it when I was a kid.
4: If you could. Keep your ear to the ground and see if you can find out any more information about this legend. I am under good authority that the Far Traveler is quite real, and I'm looking for him.
2: Okay, and how does that help me?
4: Well, if you find out any good information, you can send a letter to Lamb's Respite. Send it to the Secret Guild, say it's for Charles Smoot. Do you know how to write?
2: Yeah, but what's in it for me?
4: Listen, if you find any information, I'll give you 50 silver in advance. And if you are able to find any information and you successfully send it to me, I will send back an additional 50 silver for each useful piece of information, including whatever it costs to pay for your postage.
2: Okay, what's postage? I I mean, all right, I guess. I'm just looking
4: for information on the man. You, who seem to travel around a lot, might be able to find something.
2: Travel around a lot? I I just got here.
4: You said you're planning on going places?
2: Yeah, that's only if I can make it there in one
1: piece.
4: Well, best of luck. If not, I guess I'm down 50 silver.
1: He takes the silver from you and looks at it, somewhat pondering if he has made a bad deal. Think of this as a head start,
4: too. This could be an investment in your adventuring career.
1: Why Damien that you
4: want I don't know chin? anyone else. He said he's traveling. He had information. I now know that the fire traveler is specifically a man. That is information I did not know before. I also know that he particularly keeps his face hidden and that he's looking for something that he's never found. All things I did not know
0: before. We're going to have to figure out how they know that he's young and a man, but also, also that... don't
4: know his face.
0: Also that... He, he wears repro- a codpiece. Or maybe he speaks really gruff. Maybe it's a woman with an absurdly masculine voice. It's quite possible. After that, however, uh, Charles Smoot would like to go into town, attempt to
4: sell the... Uh, Gemstones, which he found from the bandit encounter, the amethyst ruby and quartz, as well as seeing if there's anyone in town who values severed mantis heads, because who knows? Might not be here.
1: Okay. So you're able to sell the gems and you receive in exchange 367 silver for all of them. And you go around town lugging these... Manted heads
4: get your mantis head severed mantis head.
1: You're, you're shouting this and you actually get glared at by a few guards. I
4: glared them back.
1: One of them approaches you. You want a severed mantis head? If you're selling them, I'll buy them off you. How much? I'll give you 50 silver for each.
4: Yeah, that sounds good by me. I have no use for severed mantis head.
1: Okay, so he will give you a hundred silver. Cool. Sounds good to me. And he takes your mantis heads and he turns back to the guards. Look at this here, boys. I got me some mantis heads. Yeah, he did. That's a good point. They kind of just laugh at him, saying something along the lines of, <laughs> you didn't get your money's worth in that.
4: And then can I just assume after walking around town looking at the goods that I would have seen all of the things that Jaden has seen yes. regarding the potions and everything. Uh, how much was the uh, Ring of Force Shield?
1: 8500
4: 8500 That's a bit expensive. Okay.
1: Oh Listen, I, I was like... Just,
4: They've got some nice stuff
0: here that, as Chayton said, is a little bit... We need to talk about increasing what our pay grade is. Because that is well above our pay grade. Uh, see, that's why we got to become merchants. To to get the money that we would get from selling these items. Here, how about you You be the poacher, I be the merchant. 100, I mean, I just made 200... I mean, I made 100 silver off of two separate mantis fans. So I, I think I'm doing pretty
4: good. I also made... Uh, last episode, 200 silver off of wool and meat. So I'm, I'm poaching. I, I just need you to upscale things. With that, uh, Charles Moot, having his traveler's cloak, has pretty much everything he needs. And uh, seeing as he is broke, uh, by the standards of what everything that's good costs, uh, will be on his way after he buys feed for Cerulean. Okay. My noggin just remembered.
1: Yeah, so uh, you're going to buy enough feed for how many days?
4: We are going into mountainous terrain, however. I'll buy enough feed for a week.
1: Okay. Good plan. Good plan. So, you're going to buy enough feed for a week. Uh, I want both of you, as you are going through town, once again, to give me another perception check.
0: Uh, 20 total for Charles Smoot. 18 for Fidnavir. You
1: both would hear something along these lines. As you guys are making your way through town, you kind of catch some conversations going on. Uh you hear it from a group of old ladies who are gossiping. And Charles Smoot, you hear it from the stable master who is speaking with another customer. They say something along the lines of the Red Guard having been in town not that long ago.
0: Memory serves that this is like the opposite of the Red Guard's territory. Memory serves that when we last
4: asked Valen, Valen very definitively said they have no jurisdiction and better not be caught up here.
1: Hmm, yes, um, it seems some of these people are concerned as well.
4: So I would very uh, non-discreetly approach Vaylin, uh, what interrupting whatever he is doing, grabbing him by his shoulder.
1: Charles, you march your way towards Valen in his last known direction, taking you a little bit longer since they had moved on from there, but you do find him and take hold of his shoulder. What is it, Charles?
4: I thought you said the Red Guard had no jurisdiction here. <sighs>
1: Let go. They don't. He brushes your hand off of him.
4: Then what are they doing in Rayland, your great kingdom?
1: He looks somewhat concerned as you say that. Why would I know that? I... No, I don't know. Are they here now?
4: That's what the townsfolk are saying. I just heard it from the stable master. Apparently they passed through not that long ago.
1: You see his brow furrows and He gets this just angry look on his face. Isos... I thought we had more time, but of course if they're here now, that means the parley is going to be happening soon. The what? Never mind. It's nothing for you to be concerned about. Does this mean that the Red Guard will be heading up to Senai? Most likely, yes.
4: When they come to parley, do they normally come in a sizable force?
1: He looks at you and shrugs. I don't know. I have nothing to do with it. Fair enough. All I know is there was a plan for there to be a meeting between the Noble Houses and them. Oh, how serendipitous
4: Lucky us, I guess And Charles Smoot will kind of storm off And he will be looking very specifically for Cece
0: and John Xavier
1: Okay, uh, Finnevere, What do you do?
0: Finnevere is Going off to make sure that Cece and Kelsey have uh, Cloaks before they, uh, we leave If they don't already have them He's going to try to buy one For each And uh, he'll tell David to buy one <laughs> If he doesn't have one.
1: All right. It takes a little while. You actually notice that Charles Smoot uh, storms off past you, seemingly making his way in some direction with some urgency. But you catch your eye on Kelsey, who is off again, still at a nearby stall. She seems to be looking at some hair ornaments.
0: Grumpy Smoot in a urgent way is kind of like, you know, his MO. So I don't think that's too concerning for Finn. <laughs> okay. He didn't even say hi.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. So Kelsey seems to be looking at some hair ornaments, but you do see that there appears to be uh, something kind of fabricy draped in her arms currently as she is squatting down and looking at these things.
0: Uh, uh he will uh, walk uh, next to her and start bending over as to, to to look next to her and kind of look over and wave.
1: They look over and wave at her. Yeah. Okay.
0: Like you know, like that little uh kind of like two finger salute, like a hello.
1: Okay, so you go over, you squat down about the same height, and you uh, salute at her. She doesn't seem to notice you initially until <clears throat> she blinks suddenly and then shakes her head. Oh, hi, Finn. How are you? Uh,
0: doing a little better. Uh, I'm just trying to make sure everyone's got uh, proper proper gear uh, for the weather. Uh, I picked up this nice cloak. There's only one or two left, um, lest I was there. Just wanted to make sure that everyone had one. Uh,
1: oh, Yes, I have one. I'm good.
0: All right. I picked up a, a decent tent as he's dragging around the tent.
1: Are you good carrying that? You seem like you're struggling a little.
0: Uh, I'll, I'll be fine. Um, I could just find a way to route this onto my back uh, like a backpack.
1: Or why don't you just put it in your carryall? Or did you oh. leave that in the wagon?
0: Uh, no, he wouldn't be carrying the carryall. So I could get the carryall, but by the time I get back to the... No, it's, it's, it's all right. It's all right. Uh uh anyway, we should have our own um accommodations. Of course you're free to tent with who you wish, but uh at least uh Spoot and I won't have to intrude on uh John or Valen's good Intentions? Good na- yeah, good nature good intentions.
1: <laughs> she chuckles a little bit at that. Yeah. Well I've been enjoying getting to have a sleepover with Cece. Maybe we can kick John out of his own tent with you guys.
0: Oh, well, it's, it's
1: been a bit cramped for the girls.
0: Hmm. Or perhaps, uh... No, no, no. He wouldn't like that. <laughs> Let me know if you manage to kick him out.
1: We'll see what we can do. Well, hmm. Uh, she reaches out, and she seems to grasp onto a wooden uh, hairpiece. She picks it up, looks at it. I'll take this one. And she buys a small hair ornament for herself.
0: Uh, uh is it, uh... Of a particular description?
1: It is a simple wooden stick, but it appears to have crocheted flowers on the end of it.
0: It's quite lovely.
1: Thanks, I thought so too.
0: Alright, uh, have you seen Cece anywhere?
1: Uh, well, I think John decided to stay by the cart, and Cece, I was with her not... and um, oh, no, I've lost her already.
0: Oh, put her on some sort of a leash. <laughs>
1: think that would work very well
0: no no she'd tear through it in moments
1: Hmm. all right now to think like a cc do Hmm. and she starts walking around trying to think about where cc could have gone charles moot you are making your way through town eventually you all find cc where is she she is currently at the bakery Mm. i should have known it
4: naturally drawn to bread as all (laughs) of m's characters are (laughs) <laughs> bread good. Bread very good. Why change bread?
1: Well, you see, you think it is bread. No, it is a delectable pastry with white icing and a cherry on top.
0: They have cherries here? Sweet.
1: Something like cherries. Uh,
0: something one could call a cherry. Does it mean it's right? Uh, small fruit on top.
1: <laughs> small red fruit on top.
0: Oh, red fruit. Okay. Oh, uh, Charles Snoot will very abruptly rush towards Cece.
1: Okay, you charge up to her, and she's, like, currently stuffing her face with this one pastry.
4: Grab your pastries. We gotta go. Why? What? Uh, We gotta get on the road. We've got a time frame to meet.
5: Okay. okay. Oh, is everyone already heading out? Yeah, everyone's ready to
4: leave, obviously. You're the last one. You got sidetracked. Do you have a cloak or anything?
5: Uh, that's what I was supposed to pick up. Wait, hold on. Uh, did I? And then Kelsey and I went to the store, and then we walked in. I walked out without a coke. I gotta go get one. I'll be back. Uh, here, you,
4: use mine for now. I'll, I'll I'll pick one up. You just head back to the wagon.
0: It, it's one's... not raining, Mr. Smoot. <laughs> in fact, uh, could you carry this? It's a, it's a little heavy. Uh, it's mm. like 45-ish pounds, probably. Charles Smoot will
4: lean over to Finnevere, um, and attempt to whisper to him, uh, rolling stealth, uh, the, the 13?
5: I'm so sorry, Kelsey. I was really supposed to grab the stuff. And- she seems to be very distracted, apologizing to Kelsey for running off.
4: I don't know if you've heard, but the Red Guard were recently in town. I'm trying to limit how many people might see her.
0: Uh, didn't think about that. Uh, I've heard similar rumors. Can you still carry the tent?
4: I'll carry your tent. Make sure that she is discreet. Mm-hmm, that's... Mm-hmm. If I can be responsible, she can
0: be discreet. Okay, I'll take it. I can't argue with
4: that logic.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's very, very forward logic, too.
0: I can't argue with that. Here, make make her put the cloak
4: on. Charles Smoot would hand Finnevere the cloak and would take the tent that he's carrying.
1: Uh,
5: Listen, wait a second. Mr. Smoot, you said everyone was already in the cart and ready to go, and I was late. Did you lie to me?
0: Uh, He didn't say they were in the cart. He did say that everyone's raring to go. Mm. And look, we've got everyone here. So head back to the cart. I'll go ahead
4: and pick up your cloak, and we'll be on our way. I
5: mean, I could just go get my cloak. No, okay. no, no,
4: no, it's fine. John said he. Oh, John's probably looking for you.
5: No, he's not. He sent me out here on my own. He trusts me, as you should too. I don't understand your concern. I am a grown woman.
0: That she is. <laughs> Trust me, it's gonna
4: roll sense motive. <laughs> on what? Uh, what do you want oh, to do? On, on his feelings about her being a grown woman and if she's going to act like a grown woman. I don't think
0: there's a skill for
4: that. <laughs> I don't think there's a skill for that either. And <laughs> What do you want me to
1: roll? I feel like it's sense motive, but I could be wrong. There is no sense motive. She does not seem to be lying. Okay. Um, she genuinely believes that she is a grown woman. No, he's not trusting. He doesn't believe that people can make
4: wise decisions on their own. Um...
5: Fine. If you don't trust me, I
1: can act like a grown woman. Just give me one second. She adjusts her breasts inside of her shirt while she's just, like, standing there. Turns around, obviously. Him. Turns back around. Hello. I'm Brunhilda.
4: All right, Brunhilda. Can you please be a grown adult and head back to the cart? And I will meet you there shortly.
5: You know... I think I'll go get my own cloak because I am a grown woman and I'm able to do these things on my own. Huzzah.
4: see. <laughs> if you can, please just trust me this one time as family. I promise I will tell you why, but I want you to wear this cloak and head back to John.
1: Hmm. Is there a reason why Kelsey comes over and kind of like.
4: Yes, I will explain. Finn knows why if he wants, he can tell you. But please, head back to the wagon. I will pick up any supplies we still need, and I will meet you there. Okay. Benevere Phil John, and in case he hasn't figured it out yet.
0: Can do, Mr. Smoot.
1: All right. Cece begrudgingly throws the cloak on and starts walking away. Hood is down. She's not sure why she has to wear a cloak, but it's a little chilly, so I mean, it keeps her a little warmer. And Kelsey follows after, looking back towards Charles, somewhat concerned.
0: Uh, at risk of being a hypocrite, can I see what kind of pastries they have?
2: <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> oh, wow.
0: Charles Moon uh, is completely oblivious to
4: finevere's attempts to purchase pastries, as he is currently making his way over to where he purchased the cloak to get CC one as well. Okay.
1: Uh, finevere you see that there are pastries like the one that CC was eating. They look absolutely delectable. There appear to be a collection of cookies, biscottis, mm. all the good kind.
0: Uh, mostly
1: bread, bread type of pastries, some with icing, some without,
0: uh, anything that looks particularly good in the, uh, the cookie variety, um, there, uh,
1: there appear to be little, um, sheep ones, sheep
0: cookies. Oh man. Sheep cookies. Okay. Like, can I get like a bundle of like a share size? You
1: want a baker's dozen?
0: I, uh, I got, we want... got a lot of people. I only oh, need two, many? two baker's dozen. So like 26 uh, ish. All right. Uh, Just name your price. I want these cookies. Two silver. (laughs) Two silver. I'll buy like 50 bakers, dozens of (laughs) cookies. Let's go. Be respectful of the other customers, non-existent Mr. (laughs) Smootin. That was Quentin speaking. Non-existent in this universe, but Uh, also... uh, Hey, hey, that's that's questionable. Okay. Uh, I will uh, very quickly buy whatever cookies look decent, uh, and I will uh, try to... I'll I'll just make my way back to the cart.
1: You get a collection of sheep, little um little spuggets.
0: Spuggets. <laughs>
1: sheep.
4: Yep. Spuggets. Spuggets. Oh, you, you don't know, but Quentin knows about spuggets.
1: You guys fought a spugget.
4: We did fight a spugget.
1: They're like anteater boars. They're skunk boarts. Yeah, they're skunk
4: boar they're like skunk pigs.
1: Skunk pigs, yes. They're spuggets. So there's, there is there's a few there's like Half of them are spuggets, half are sheep.
0: I see. Uh, I will take care not to count them, as if I count too many of the sheep. We may incur penalties. (laughs) (laughs) All right, uh, I'll buy the cookies and make my way back to the tent, uh, satisfied with my purchases.
1: Fenavir, you make your way back to the wagon with cookies packaged in arm, and you see that the group has assembled for the most part, except for Valen and Farron, who seem to still be getting themselves together somewhere else in town. John is currently just leaning up against the cart, currently uh, sponging down his Equinthian.
0: I'll go up. Uh, Mr. Xavier?
1: Oh, hello, Finnevere.
0: Uh It might be pertinent for you to know. We hear talk amongst the townspeople that uh, the Red Guard have been through here.
1: Are you keeping this quiet because the girls are nearby? They um, are at the cart as well.
0: I am definitely not trying to keep it a secret from them because they're on the list of people to tell. Okay. So, no.
1: All right. So you say this to John. He continues to sponge down the Quintian. Kelsey sort of gasps. Wait, they're here?
0: Uh, I didn't I've...
1: see any of them.
0: No, I well, I I don't know if they're in town. I do know they were in here, passing through here, from mm-hmm. the south to the north, uh, presumably, at least.
5: Wait a second. Is that why Mr. Smoot tried to push me to get back here? Probably. I can take care of myself.
0: Of course you can.
5: Yeah, so I don't understand what the concern is. I am a grown woman.
1: You hear John kind of snicker a little bit.
0: <laughs> well, if you're wondering why uh, Mr. Smoot is on edge, it's probably the the case. But we should keep our eyes out. We firsthand experience their uh, intent.
1: John just sort of stops sponging down the Aquinthian, Looks at you. Their intent. What do you mean by that?
0: I, actually, I'm going to read Cece's face uh, before I go forward.
1: So you want to?
0: I want to see. Yeah, face. I want to see if she's like inquisitive or shy extra shy or fearful or sighted, sad any anything
1: okay so that's still sense motive okay
0: 28
1: you can tell that she seems to be deep in thought and actually she's really not focused on you and your conversation anymore she seems to be looking off in the distance somewhere
0: okay hmm uh we had an encounter with them back in uh a Taba, not table uh, sorry ash they uh I believe they wanted to take Cece with them. We don't know why. Well, uh,
1: didn't she get bit, though? Kelsey uh, chimes in.
0: Uh, she did. And they offered up an antidote, which she took, and it seemed to work pretty well. Uh, but molly was keen on keeping her away from them, so I trust his judgment.
1: You see as John sort of half smiles as you're saying that.
2: <laughs> of course he would. Well,
1: if they're not here, there's not much to be concerned about.
0: Yeah, but if they're up ahead...
1: So then why rush? Hmm.
0: You make an excellent point, John. Uh,
1: Now, if you'll excuse me, he starts to put down his own sponge. Since I've been watching over the cart for most of the day, I've got a little bit of business I need to attend to. You know, duty calls.
0: (laughs) Can I sense motive that? There are, like, three different things that could be, and I want to try to get his intent on... What is he communicating with that, and... Is he hiding anything with that?
1: Sure. I'm afraid of
0: both answers.
4: He's going to take a poop, (laughs) he's going to the shops, or he's going to find a lady friend. Those are my
0: three guesses. Probably relieved. Uh, 12. (laughs) You're just like... Most
4: seriously, though, in the reverse order. Lady friend, shops, and then poop.
3: All at the same
1: time. (laughs) No! Benavir, with what you have seen from John, you can only make one assumption he probably has some needs that need to be attended to we'll put it delicately
2: well
0: uh, <laughs> uh, uh try not to uh take too long but uh do what you need to do and um, listen if a man's got to poop a man's got to poop i, I I'm, he's not one to step on someone else's values <laughs> maybe he is smokes values <laughs> and dreams he,
1: he just laughs a little bit <laughs> don't worry won't take but a minute
0: Says a lot about John. <laughs> it depends on. We'll he... see you when you get back. <laughs> He's just gotta take a poop. It only takes about a minute. Just gotta squat that
4: grumpy. He can't do it okay. while watching the cart. Okay. Um, gonna pass it off as a horse? What? No. Can't do that in town.
0: Uh I'm gonna start spreading the love with these cookies here. Uh, I got spuggets and sheep. Uh, the
5: spuggets? Aren't those those things that kinda like spray nasty stuff all over the place?
0: Oh, but look, this one's grumpy. Does it remind you of anyone? The grumpy face.
1: She leers at it, and she looks very quizzically. Kelsey understands immediately, and she just nods her head. Meanwhile, Cece continues to stare at it right. for a solid minute.
0: So who wants a sheep and who wants a spugget?
1: I'll take the sheep. I don't yeah. want the
5: spugget.
0: will take the sheep.
1: Um, I guess I'll take the spugget then.
0: You'll take the spugget. I know who my true friends are. <laughs> uh... And I'll I'll reach to the bag and I'll, I'll get whatever I get. Uh, odds odds for Spug, evens for sheep. That's a Is sheep. it even? I get a sheep.
1: All right. Uh, Valen and Farron return to the cart and join you guys. And Smoot also returns, followed by John Xavier. And you all have arrived to the cart and you leave the town, I'm assuming.
0: I kind of want to know one thing. And I'm sorry for dragging it on, but I want to know. I offer uh, Valen and Farron each a cookie, and I want to know <laughs> if they accept them.
1: If they accept the cookie. If they I accept them
0: and which they Correct Preference is very important. Cheaper bucket.
1: Okay. Hold on. Fine. It says a lot about a Dice character. roll are very important here, because I know what I could say happens, but...
0: mean right, Valen's a man of refined taste, so uh, maybe he doesn't like
1: They both take cookies. a
0: cookie. Okay. That says a lot. And what do they take?
1: takes the sheep, and Valen takes a spugget.
4: A kindred spirit. I always knew it.
1: I don't think the spuggets are supposed to be representative of Charles Smooth though. <laughs> yeah,
0: you know, anything could be tarot card-type things if you, if you wanted to. <laughs> if you want to overthink them. Uh, the, the, my cookies will tell your fortune. <laughs> all all right. Right, I'm satisfied.
1: Alright, ladies. Let's head out. And by ladies, I do mean all of you. If you didn't get okay, I'm, I'm bad at joking. I'm sorry.
4: John, if I'm a woman, why haven't you hit on me yet?
1: Um, I'm sorry. Did you need me to? He winks at you. I'd prefer if
4: you didn't. That—that uh, that was more of Alan Taylor's uh, batting area.
1: Didn't know he batted for the other team. All right.
0: Didn't know you did either.
1: I know. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh,
0: chuckles all around.
1: Yep. Something, all right.
0: Something. What's baseball?
1: <laughs> <laughs> that did come up once. What's batting? I don't understand. All right, you guys continue on your journey until about late or late evening when you set up camp. Benavir, you set up your very first tent that you own. It's a tent. Huzzah!
0: Great. it can't be too difficult. You just get this stick in you. Charles no. Smoot does not help him. He sits there and laughs.
1: It, Benavir, your first attempt fails at putting up the tent. Your oh. second attempt fails. And then on your third attempt, it fails.
0: Uh, come on. Got
4: to... <laughs> uh, this is why they better should have tried to ruin the Boy Scouts.
1: Wow, I didn't expect him to be so bad at setting up a tent. Maybe we should help.
4: What you've just, Wait, you've just been sitting here laughing
5: too.
1: I know, but I was just following your lead.
4: I just want to see how long it takes.
5: Honestly, I don't have to worry about any of that. It's just really funny watching Mr. Finnevere struggle. He's an
4: intelligent, well-learned... He's a man.
0: I'll figure it out.
5: Mr. Finnevere, I want you to know Mr. Smoot laughed at calling you a man.
0: Uh, I'm, I'm sure he did. That is uh, definitely a Mr. Smoot thing. Um,
1: would you I, like I, some help?
0: I, I would love some help. Uh, okay.
1: I'll help you.
0: Uh, thank you, Cece.
1: Cece comes over and attempts to help.
0: And you fail. <laughs>
1: The tent takes longer to be put up than it should have.
0: Oh, no. But it <laughs> it takes 45 minutes to set up. Break. It takes you an hour.
1: It takes a good while as Cece is actually getting pieces confused. But you do manage to set up the tent in the end with everybody else watching, including Valen, Baron, and John.
0: So if two people do it, they'd normally cut the time in half. But with two people clumsily doing it, it takes like 50 <laughs> minutes. <laughs>
1: You get a- there's like a lot of applause going on from Farron and- and Kelsey. Hmm, yes, this is beautiful. Yes, nope, no. Nope. Oh, she hit him over the head oh, again. Oh, so close, so
0: close. God mm. dang it! It's okay!
1: Honestly, I wasn't expecting dinner and a show.
0: It's gonna happen!
1: Anyway, your tent is set up, and you all have your sleeping arrangements. And of course, with all that, you then sleep. Wow, is that what we do? No. Amazing! Fine. I- Gosh.
4: You get awoken by a pack of angry wolves that eats all of you.
1: No. You guys continue on the road for a few more days. About on the 15th day of travel, you guys, once again, during a nice evening, Finnevere, you have, um, managed to set up your tent in a more timely manner with Cece's help.
0: I think we're getting better at this.
5: Every single day. And I don't even sleep in this one.
0: Thank you, Cece. Uh, and then, I know. uh, She, you High five or hug? I don't know what's appropriate. I'll go for a high five.
5: I was about to say, Mr. Finnevere, you're staring off into space again.
0: Oh, I do that.
5: You should get looked at.
0: Well, you were doing it too.
1: No, I wasn't.
0: Oh, my mistake. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <gasps> so, um, you guys sort of settle down for a little bit of the evening and sleep. But it isn't until the next morning that when you awaken, you hear the sound of bleating outside.
4: Uh, Cerulean, quiet down.
1: But it doesn't sound like a singular bleat. No, no. There are hundreds of bleating sounds.
4: Cerulean, stop echoing your voice through the open plains.
0: Reneverry will sheepishly crawl over to the edge of the tent and poke his head through. What does he see?
1: As you crawl over to the side of your tent and poke your head through, you see... At eye level, there appears to be dozens of skinny white legs what? with hooves, sun shining through them. You hear the sound of chewing above you. No, 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 no,
0: no. I, I go back at uh, uh, shoes, uh, shirt. Uh, no service. Uh, uh, gear up. Uh, uh Mr. Smoot slips up, slips up, I'm just rolling into quiet down. That's not Cerulean, Mr. Smoot. You need to get up.
4: Uh, oh, oh, just, uh, fine. It's Charles Smoot already sleeps in his clothes, so like he doesn't need to get dressed or anything. He just grabs his sword and walks outside, or attempts to, at the very least.
1: All right. You guys start making your way towards the entrance of the tent, and Charles, as you push open the flap of the tent, you are greeted by a sea of white, white wool everywhere, along the road, around your wagon, at your feet. There are hundreds of sheep.
4: Valen. Uh, John!
1: Mm, you shout their names. Although, as you yell, there is a response. But it's not from them. No, no, it is from the sheep.
4: Wait, Cerulean, are you okay? Where are you, buddy? Oh, you, you're, you're all the way over there. Oh, goodness.
1: You see that Cerulean is currently standing off a good distance away, in a field nearby, grazing with the sheep. What? No, I thought I had you tied to the wagon. What? Oh, goodness gracious. There are hundreds of sheep surrounding you. But not long after Charles Smoot calls out to the others, you hear all the voices essentially saying, Why are there so many sheep out here? What are the sheep doing here? I can only
4: assume this was Charles' was doing. My only running theory. Is that someone got a little carried away counting sheep last night and their dreams manifested into reality? Ah,
5: Mr Vinibeer! It's the cookies! The cookies
4: came to life!
5: They're magic cookies.
4: Prophetic cookies. Wait, but wait, wait, did someone eat all the spuggets? Then shouldn't there be spuggets?
0: I don't I, think
5: you... I didn't need any.
0: I looked through. Uh no 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 spuggets. But uh uh we should pack up and try to Figure out how to move out. S- As you're
1: packing up, you notice that a few sheep come inside. Shoot, uh, shoo, shoo, shoot. Shoot. <coughs> shoo. Some of them are walking over to your bed rolls and starting to munch on them a little.
4: Uh, I look one dead in the eye. I have killed your kind for less.
1: The sheep stares back at you, not understanding, just chewing.
4: Ah, whenever you take care of this. I gotta get Cerulean before he actually wanders
0: off. I, no, 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 no. I need some help. Don't be fine.
4: Charles Smoot will belligerently attempt to push through the Sea of White, attempting to get to his mount.
1: You start pushing through the Sea of Sheep. There are so many. It is actually, like, very difficult to get through. But as you're going through, you you don't see any of the rams. You also don't see a shepherd. But you do notice that all of the sheep seem to have the same markings on them.
4: Uh, do I see where any of the Aquinthians are?
1: The Aquinthians seem to be surrounded by sheep near the wagon where they were tied up. How did Cerulean
4: get out? He would have been tied up. I, I will use Cerulean's well-taught come command to make him come
1: to me. Okay. You call for Cerulean.
4: Cerulean, get over here. What are you doing? Come.
1: He looks up, Chewing. And then he begins making his way towards you very slowly. But he stops, as there are a bunch of sheep in front of him. Okay,
4: yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? That's fine. Just right there. Stay. All right, good enough. Balin.
1: What do you want me to do? There's sheep everywhere. Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you notice, Um, Dom, you're you're from around here. Do you recognize this, Mark? Is this from, like, a local farm that's popular in this area or something?
1: He sort of pushes his way outside of his own tent which he has been trapped inside of along with baron kelsey is currently petting a sheep
4: kelsey how is this productive in any way shape or form
1: they're so cute who was on watch everyone looks at each other
0: it wasn't me
1: i wasn't on watch
0: and uh, never mind it's not as important apparently no one was on watch that's your answer penavir okay um Get out of the tent, you! I, I, I have the rolled up bedroll trying to push at the sheep. Get out of my tent,
1: please, please! And you start pushing the sheep out, and you start fending them off, beating them with, beating Stick them gently with the bedroll, which they don't like, but they start moving out.
0: Okay, uh, well, apparently I'm smooth today.
1: I'm a barbarian.
0: Look at me, i guard everything that gets in my way.
1: All right you hear as Kelsey kind of starts pushing her way through the sheep and stumbles into your tent. Alright, I've made my way through. There's a lot of sheep.
0: There are so many sheep.
1: How do we move them?
0: Uh, pack up first, figuring out move later. Alright. Uh, I could use an extra set of hands rolling this tent up and pulling up the stakes.
1: Oh, God. Alright. Okay. You're the one that got the large tent, of course. Let's do this. So... She'll help you pull down the tent. Charles Smoot, you're talking with Valen as Valen is looking around. I don't know the branding of these sheep. All right, well,
4: you, you have an Aquentian. Uh, see if you can hop on it, ride around to see if there's any local farmland. These sheep clearly belong to someone. Hopefully someone's looking for them. If you can find the farm owner, I'll probably be very grateful that we found all of his hundreds of sheep. He might even reward us, as well as help us get out of the situation. Unless you have a better idea, I'll kill them all.
1: No, do not kill all the sheep. Of course, that'd be ridiculous. However, why don't you help out and get on an Aquinthian? What, what,
4: what the? How many, how many do we even have? John has one, you have one, one's a I guess the war not using will Fine. Benavir, stay, stay here. Yeah, watch everything, make sure Cerulean does what he's doing.
0: Uh, I'll do my
4: best, and Cerulean, do your best. It's a good boy. Good, good elk. All right. Uh, Charles Smoot will uh, go ahead and walk over to the Aquinthian, which has been pulling the wagon.
1: Okay. You walk over to this Aquinthian, who just looks at you and whinnies a little bit.
4: Charles Smoot will properly introduce himself, offering out his hand to its snout.
1: That the... The Aquinthian properly introduces itself, offering its snout to your hand.
4: All right. And then he will attempt to, uh, is it, I'm assuming that it is not attached to the wagon. No, it it was detached. Does it have a saddle?
1: It does not have a saddle.
4: Do you have a saddle for this? Or am I riding bareback?
1: Valen looks around. No, I only have the one. Uh, Unless you take John's, but I don't think he would like that very much. But what is John doing? I'm back here, just eating some breakfast. All right, John, I'm taking
4: your saddle since you're not going to help.
1: That's fine.
4: I will transfer. I will not take the man's horse, because that, that is something else entirely. But I will take his saddle, put it on the equinthian that is usually pulling the wagon, and I will go with Valen and attempt to survey the land to see if we can find a farmstead.
1: Okay. It takes you guys a while, but the sheep do eventually move out of your way for you to start riding through. The area that you are riding in is very hilly. In fact, a lot of the hills seem to be becoming more sparse in vegetation, with less area for grazing and more area for climbing, it looks like. And the further out you go, the more you notice that the area becomes rocky. The walls become more steep and rocky, as in cliffs in a canyon. I don't understand. Why would the sheep be out this far?
4: Well... We are by an open field. Those seem to be coming farther and few between. So this is probably one of the only places they could graze.
1: Well, they're certainly not wild. But it's odd there's no shepherd with them. Very.
4: I guess someone else forgot to keep watch last night. Maybe he counted too many sheep.
1: Maybe. Well, I'll say this much. It's not our responsibility to find the owner. We just need to move on.
4: I guess. Fine. Uh, They will... Like a circle back after taking however long it took to go as far as they did.
1: All right, you guys make it back to the camp. John is actually uh, what appears to be just helping clean up with Finavir and the girls, attempting to shoo away some of the sheep. Although he's just picking them up and moving them at times with his one arm, he just lifts them and places them. Welcome back. Ah, we were
0: unsuccessful. I guess we're rabble rebel, rebel. Have we got everything packed up yet?
1: Yeah, it takes you about an hour to get everything uh, really set away. You eat breakfast and are about ready by the time that they get back.
0: Right. Uh, I want to talk to Farron. Maybe we can brew something up. Hey, Farron.
1: Yes, Venevier?
0: I was wondering if this is kind of your wheelhouse or not. I know you deal with a lot of uh, remedies and oils. Um Don't know if you were much of a practical joker at any point, but do you think perhaps maybe a bad smell or something would kind of divert the sheep? Anything we can do to make them spread out? Something we could brew up with, uh, either something you have or something we can find?
2: Ah, I'm really sorry, but my skills are very much in
3: healing. That is what I did with my father back in the city.
0: Well... I prefer the healing to the you know practical jokes if it's any consolation.
3: I mean it probably wouldn't be difficult to come up with something that could affect them, but I'm not very familiar with animals. I'm much more familiar with people.
0: I'll try to get some the meeting of the minds together, see if we can get a think tank going. Uh so I get so I guess we're all still at the cart, so I'm kinda of putting this up for open forum. So here's what I'm thinking. Uh near road. This uh, obviously is some kind of abnormal occurrence, otherwise we would have heard about it. And if it... <laughs> oh, wait, wait Smoot back?
1: Smoot comes back a uh, little after your conversation begins, oh. so he wouldn't have heard that.
0: Which means, if there's no shepherd, then it's very well that something could have happened to him, and it... The same thing could have also moved all of the sheep.
1: Charles Smoot, um, also, could you make a perception check since you're kind of looking more closely at sheep and where they came from?
4: Uh, 22 for Charles Smoot.
1: As you're walking by several little sheep, you do notice that some of their wool seems to have dark red stains on them that are kind of like splattered. But it would have been very difficult to notice if you hadn't been looking around more. So with Vinavir... You just hear John speak up. We could just move on, honestly. It's not our job to take care of the sheep.
0: Well, yes, and the question is how to go forward, and are we running into an ambush of sorts? Would it be better to go with the cart or without? Split our forces to protect it, or um, go as a group? Eh, you're probably purchase?
1: overthinking things. You seem to do that a lot. I do. It could just be a herd of sheep, Vinevere.
0: It could just be a herd of sheep.
1: Stuff like that happens. However, John,
0: how much do you
4: think a head of a hundred sheep is worth? If we can find whoever owns them, it could be a pretty easy payday just walking them up the road with us. With all of our horses, we could probably easily herd them.
1: Aquinthians? The yeah, yeah,
4: same thing. You're, you're snake horses.
1: Either way, with all two of our Aquinthians, we're going to be herding them? Sheep are-
4: literally hurt animals it's actually not normally that hard we got we uh, i've seen dogs do it are you saying a dog smarter than you
1: he just looks at you and shakes his head listen i told you i'm not going to interfere in your quest taking here but i'll let you know right now all it's going to do is delay you
0: yeah we can't afford too many delays uh it may be slow but perhaps we push through but with caution
4: I mean, we can shout and wave a torch around, and once a herd is in motion, it generally tends to move.
1: Are you trying to use the laws of physics here?
4: I, I may have been a biology teacher, but I had to teach a physics 101 course at least a couple of
3: times. Kelsey shakes her head as if laughing a little bit, but then she seems to go solemn, and then seems to mutter under her breath, Kevin. She shakes that thought off and looks back at you.
1: Um, I don't know, Mr. Smoot. We could take them along, but if it slows us down too much, it might not be worth it. I'll Uh, follow whatever you want to do.
4: Agreed. If it slows us down too much, it may not be worth it. But, uh, I wouldn't imagine they could have traveled too far. We can slow our movement for a little bit, and if something doesn't come up during the first day of travel, we'll leave them
0: behind. Are you suggesting we try to move the herd with us? Well, uh, we're either moving the cart through the herd or moving the herd with the cart. Uh, moving the cart through the herd sounds a lot faster. I thought you were a businessman. What, what, Was it? Isn't the
4: D in greed for desire? Are, you're not being greedy enough. Imagine what a profit we could make Returning a hundred
0: head of sheep to whoever owns them uh, Remember, ours is for reputation Which means we need to succeed in our missions And imagine what great reputation you would have With the local people if you returned his sheep mm. It's a very
4: generous thing to do, Finnevere
0: I think we're a bit ill-equipped uh, I stand against it
1: I have like 16 people I don't know what you want from me
0: Alright, well, now I'm waiting for his response More than anything Uh, uh, Charles Smoot has already expressed that he
4: is very for it, and he is going to attempt to be moving the sheep with the wagon.
1: All right, Charles Smoot, you get kind of leered at by Valen, who sighs heavily. All right, if we really need to escort the sheep, then we need to make sure that we can even move them. All right, so since you're the one suggesting it, go ahead, big man, move the sheep. Right,
4: it's very easy. Sheep are herd creatures, which means if you can get the bulk of the herd to go one way,
0: all the other sheep will follow.
1: You need to roll a handle animal.
0: Absolutely. No. I, I want to make like, well, like he already rolled, but I'm. Can I get an inspire roll for that?
1: No, not post. It has to be declared before <laughs> the roll. Very
0: sad. Um,
4: though Charles Smoot's handle animal is a plus seven, I naturally rolled a three on my dice, so it'll be a total.
1: Charles Smoot, you go up to a big-looking sheep thinking that, yeah, if I get the big one to move, the herd will move.
0: In the, in, in the meantime, uh, Ben wants uh, to go by Cece and try to, to take a bet with her. Uh, All right. Let's make bets. will see if he can move the sheep. Loser has to pay for a big dinner for the other when we get this Senai.
5: Hmm... Hmm? So the question is, what are you betting, though?
0: Fully paid for dinner?
5: No. Are you saying that you think he's going to move the sheep? Because I have to bet the opposite.
0: Ah, I'll leave the wager to you. Which do you want?
5: She would refuse the bet. No, I don't think it would be fair because I already know he's going to fail.
0: What? He's good with animals. Just watch him.
5: I don't know. He's big, meaty, and dumb at times. And that sheep is probably just about as smart.
0: Mm, but he's stubborn.
1: And so is our sheep. Mm. Ah, this this should be interesting. Kelsey goes over and she sits on the top of the wagon as she waits. Charles, Moot, you are trying to move the sheep. Yep.
4: Uh, if need be, I will attempt to coerce sheep uh, using the animal feed that I purchased.
1: You've already attempted your handle animal and the sheep. Are you going to attempt again?
4: Uh, if, if you would let me. That's why I attempted to change my circumstances.
0: And I've been waiting to um if for if for no other reason than for fun, uh Finn would like to cheer him on uh when given the opportunity. And I will I'll even go a couple rounds of uh inspire competence where it is uh you kinda you can do it, hurrah hurrah. Come on, Kelsey, you said whatever I decided you'd help with.
1: No, I didn't say I would help, I said I'd go along with it. Ah humbug.
4: Alright. We'll roll better than a three this time. I won't? I can't roll better than a three? Natural crit! Don't tell me what I can do. That's a total 27-handle animal.
1: Okay. You managed to move this one large sheep who moves out of the way. Bang! You're so good at this, you start a stampede.
4: Let's go. I'll take it. That's fine by me.
1: That's dangerous. Mm. Uh,
4: When you crit,
1: and you crit so excellently, it causes more destruction. It's beautiful. So. You startle the sheep in the back who begin to push forward and flee forward. And they begin to run as if in a stampede.
4: All right, Valen, they started moving. Uh, Guide them where we
0: want them. I I think you did it. They're starting to move. Um, See, this counts. uh, They're they're starting to move rather quickly. We got to get a move on.
1: You see as a few sheep actually crashed into the side of the wagon.
0: Oh, hey, uh, uh, could you slow them down a bit? Nope, no, no, that's not my Um, purview. If you want to help hurt them, be my guest. I don't do animals.
1: So they begin stampeding and they charge past you. Although each time one of them runs into the cart, you feel as the wagon sort of shakes a little bit. Eventually, they pass by all of you and go ahead of you.
0: Oh, look what they've done to you. He's uh, like, outside the cart, just kind of like waving his hand over it.
1: You see that there's some blood smeared on the side of your cart.
0: Uh, gets out a rag and starts cleaning it off.
1: So, gentlemen, there um, are not sheep surrounding you anymore.
0: All right. Well, okay. I'll give it to you. That was a little more effective than I, I gave you credit for, but uh, it was a little rough on the cart. Was, well, now Blood car- on it and everything. They must have hit it pretty hard. No, no. That blood was there before it
1: Ah, yes. Well, I really do hope that they don't stop ahead of us.
4: Well, let me just do it again, and we're taking them up the road. Come on, Valen, have you never heard of animals before?
1: No, I have not. Ah, it doesn't surprise me. Alright, so you guys begin moving on again. And you do. You move on for a good while, riding through this area. You see as the herd of sheep are still kind of running ahead of you, although after a While they slow and seem to go off to the side a little bit and are grazing in a field.
4: Uh, As we are heading onward, can I attempt to move my way ahead of the cart and see if there are sheep tracks still
1: ahead of us? You have to run to be ahead of the cart. Yep, I understand. uh, You're going to need to roll your survival. Actually, I think you have to do perception to spot tracks and then you roll survival for tracking, FYI.
4: Uh, That's fine, I'll use this as my perception uh, of 25 and then I will roll survival uh, a good bit worse, but a 17
1: You do see that there are tracks on the road ahead of you, there appear to be tracks from a group of people that moved ahead, not to uh, actually several days ahead of you as well as other tracks of what appears to be herding animals that have passed through this area as well
0: Shell that
4: for now. Well, it looks like the sheep came from up further ahead.
1: Great. Well, now they're off to the side. Wait. Don't tell me you want to go after them.
4: A small part of me does, Valen, but we're already successfully moving. But if we do run across the farmstead, maybe at least notifying them where they're hurt would be.
1: Well, perhaps. All right. As we're going through here, keep your eyes peeled on the high cliffs. Never know where bandits could pop up.
0: Uh, Are there any visible landmarks to be able to describe to someone if we were to try to guide them to the spot last time, the last place we saw the sheep?
1: Outside the cliffs.
0: Just Outside outside the cliffs.
1: And you guys continue on your way until you come to evening where you do actually find what appears to be a nice overhang where you can set up your camp for the evening.
0: Love me some overhang.
1: A nice little overhang in the... Cliffs. Yeah, Yeah, there's some good acoustics in here. Valen just kind of sighs. Benavir, while I do... Wait, no, I don't appreciate your singing. I'll say this, though. I would keep it down. We don't want to alert anyone of opposition here, especially if they might be looking to rob us.
4: What do you mean? That's part of my business model.
1: Get mugged. Profit!
0: Oh, no, 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 no,
4: no, no. You gotta admit, it's been working pretty well thus far.
1: John just starts laughing so hard.
0: Violence must be a, f- a last resort. Yeah, you
4: attack me. It is my last resort to murder you and take all your stuff.
1: Well, I haven't really heard something like that. <laughs> gotta say, in a very long time. Of oh, course, that so- person's dead now, but...
0: I see. Who, he too likes to live life dangerously. He did. Yeah. Uh, 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 Fenever will, like, like glare at Smoot, Like, you see, that's you in the future if you hey, keep.
4: Listen, he never said how he died. He could have died at the ripe old age of 80 peacefully in his bed.
1: No, no, he definitely did not die of old age. I think it was with a sword in the back of his head.
0: Yeah, he, he lives by mugging and such. Oh, well, then it sounds like he went out in style. Are you.
5: Hmm. I... Mr. Smoot's my kind of guy. He likes to live life dangerously.
4: Benavir, who do they write heroic ballads about? Do they write heroic ballads about the man who choked on his pea soup? Or do they write heroic ballads about the man who fended off a hundred people in a battle?
1: Or about the man who was swallowed by a frog.
4: (laughs) But is that really a heroic ballad or like a cautionary tale for children?
1: It's both.
0: Is the frog the hero here? (laughs) There are... A heroic ballads of those who do justice for uh, those in need. I, 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 personally don't have a you know a Prince of Profit song, but I would imagine Finavir might have written one at some point. Maybe I get working on that. Life goals.
1: Life goals. So.
0: I'll you know I'll sit him down and and, and uh, dictate some head canon for the uh, the Prince of Profit, a character from a uh, Prophet of Prophets a man who used his his wit and ingenuity to change the lives of those around him to sustain a more powerful economy for those who are poor, poor, like Ashby, uh, like a place like Ashby. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Sure. You're right, Vinavir. Totally. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah.
4: Sure. (laughs) Just move on repeat, just nodding along, not paying attention. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You also see Valen, who is just at this point covering his face. Oh, I'm
0: sure Finavir could tell a, uh, a charming story.
1: Okay. So you guys kind of settle down for the evening once again, just getting through another night and then moving on to the next day. But, gentlemen, when you wake up again the next morning, there's a sound again. The no. bleating of sheep.
4: We're on a cliff. How are they getting here? Why are they following us? Finavir, throw those cookies out. Uh- no, I'm not throwing the cookies out. Well, do you have any other correlation that could be the causation of why the sheep are following us? Uh, no. Well, that's what I thought. gosh darn it. Move, move, move. Smoot uh, makes his way, uh, grabs his sword, and makes his way out of the tent.
1: As you go out of the tent, you see that there's not as many sheep, but there's a good number of sheep who are just standing there. And they look up at you all at the same time.
4: Ugh, that's so creepy. Um, I will perception check looking very carefully inspecting the sheep to see if there is more blood on any of the sheep's wool
3: okay
0: 18 for charles Smith.
3: yes you do notice that there seems to be some dark red dried streaks in some of their wool
0: all right well finn will start hastily uh putting together the tent again see valen we don't even have to herd them they're just
4: apparently gonna follow us
1: why are the sheep back Something's hunting them. No, uh, no, no, no. We're yes. Not, no. Something's we're hunting not, them. We're not doing this.
4: Listen here. Something's hunting them until we get rid of whatever it is. The sheep are going to keep following us because they're looking for people to keep them safe. Sounds like a lot of not a problem. Sounds like it keeps impeding us on our road trip.
1: John walks out of his tent. He seems to stretch and then he says, <sighs> Oh, breakfast. Great.
4: Now that is also an option. If we just kill all of them, they cannot follow us and we have plenty of food.
1: Don't kill the sheep. Oh, Isos, you are all insane.
4: We're either killing the sheep or killing the thing that's killing the sheep. We have two options here. Uh, there, are, there are many more options. Wait,
1: what makes you say something's killing them?
4: Do you not see all the blood stains all over them? They've got dried blood. It even smeared up against the wagon yesterday.
1: He walks over and he actually seems to rub his fingers against the wool. The sheep just look at him. Hmm. Oh, that's right, that is blood. Is it a chupacabra?
0: Right now, they're a sheep, and I have a tent responsibility and a smoot responsibility, and I'm trying to juggle both, just not very well.
1: Well, let me put it this way, John stands up and walks back over to you. I told you I wouldn't interfere in your business with the quest, but if it puts my charge in danger, we're gonna have a problem.
4: You said you wouldn't interfere. You never said you wouldn't make a recommendation.
1: I also didn't say I wouldn't help defend. So,
4: what would you recommend?
1: Keep your eyes peeled. You don't know what's after these sheep. Still, I say if something's hunting them, we leave them behind. And we figure out what it is. It's probably coming from up ahead, more than likely, since they seem to have come back towards us.
4: If it's coming from up ahead, why would they come back to where whatever it is lives?
1: Are you sure that entire herd was all of them? <laughs> Fair enough.
4: Doesn't that mean we should probably send some people up ahead to clear it out? Thanks for volunteering, Mr. Smoot. Gladly.
1: Oh, and you're not coming along, Fenivir.
4: Uh, I will as soon as I get this tent together. And Fenivir, you know you're a very talented individual who's good at driving the wagon. Uh, you can make sure that all of the goods are an- counted and in order for. Uh, Why
1: don't we all just go together?
4: Because some people can clear it out before y'all are done packing.
0: Yeah. Well, on another note, um. If it is something dangerous, uh, we wouldn't want someone to be separated from the group, so perhaps traveling together is the best. You know, when something dangerous is in front
4: of you, you always have the option to run away.
1: Well, Mr. Smoot, we seem to be surrounded on both sides. The only way to run is either forward or back.
4: Right! So, what I'm saying is me and Valen can scout out ahead, see if there's something there. If it's not that big of a problem, deal with it. If it is, we come back and regroup. Sound reasonable enough? We could have the problem dealt with before you even get there.
1: I don't know, Mr. Smoot. You seem to have this tendency to run ahead. And kill the problem. Valen just speaks up. I don't have a problem scouting out ahead, but I'd rather not split the party for too long.
4: If we see something that looks like it would...
0: We'd be biting off more than we can chew. We just regroup.
1: All right. What say the rest of you?
0: Um, hmm. Well, whoever's going out should be someone who's strong enough to be able to come back on their own. And if someone leaves, they should have some way of alerting the others. Does anyone have a horn? All they have is these whistles. Or my whistle and Kelsey's. Yep. Yeah, I've got a horn. Charles Smoot holds up the severed ram's horn. Don't know what this has to do with anything. A loud noise maker, Mr. Smoot. Got my voice, have you heard
1: me? So, all right. Now, horn would probably be fine. Just be careful about causing some kind of collapse. Uh, you wanna start an avalanche?
4: Is that common out here? We're on cliffs! If, one, if a big shout goes, one rock starts tumbling, all of them follow, a stampede of sheep go, everyone gets crushed and dies.
0: I, I lived in the forest, we have different problems. Uh, it's Bare sound enough. enough to cause an avalanche? My goodness. It, it, I'm not saying it's likely, but it is possible.
4: It all, I also don't know if it's unlikely. Who knows? Listen, we'll just scout ahead very quickly and come back if there's any too big of a problem. Likewise, if you somehow get flanked by whatever it is, shout for us and we'll come back. All right. Um. So Charles has offered for him and Valen to ride out and scout ahead.
1: All right. If no one else has any... Hopefully, we'll be back soon.
0: All right. Hopefully, we'll see you soon. Everyone, keep your eyes peeled. Uh, Clarifying. Charles Smoot would be
4: attempting to ride the same mount as Valen because he does not want to unequip the horse that is on the wagon because he wants the rest of the group to get ready to move ahead. He just wants to move ahead of them.
1: Valen looks at you. This is not going to work.
4: It's a one-time thing. We don't have to talk to it about anyone ever.
1: Can he swallow his pride is the question I have to ask now.
4: Can... No. 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 No.
1: We'll just walk then.
4: I'll just walk then. I'm probably faster than you anyways. (laughs) Charles Smith's power walking as Valen's riding his horse. And we're going on ahead.
1: So, you guys make your way forward. And as you do... You see that the sheep are sort of watching after you, and there are, do seem to be some which are standing on cliffs above. Well, this is rather ominous.
4: What if they're carnivorous sheep and they're
1: eating one another? That's horrific. I'd rather you not put that thought in my head. Cannibal sheep? Who knows? Honestly, with what I've seen in this world, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, what if we just left our party with a bunch of carnivorous sheep? I, I doubt it. I, I I think I think they're fine. They should be fine.
4: Ah, uh, we told him to scream if there were any problems.
1: Well, hopefully that Xavier fellow is competent and useful. I don't
4: know if I would pull be useful in making sure that Cece doesn't get eaten. I trust Baron to be useful.
3: He keeps looking ahead as he rides, but nods. Yes, Baron is good on her own. And you continue to walk on for a little bit in awkward silence until Valen, who seemed to have been thinking about something deeply, finally speaks up. So, are they your daughters or something?
4: Oh, they wish they were. No blood relation.
1: None at all. So I'm assuming you wouldn't have any idea about their, uh, history.
4: Uh, what I... Uh, more than a stranger would. Uh, so, I mean, probably more than you would, I guess. We've been traveling for a little while, and while there is no blood relation, some of us like to think of others as family.
1: Then what can you tell me about the girl... Cece.
4: Uh, her name is Cece. We met her in Ashby, about. I mean, that's when we met her, I gotta be
1: honest. Is she married? What,
4: that woman? Ha, oh, I don't think anyone's unfortunate enough, no.
1: All right, that's interesting.
4: If anything, if she was ever betrothed, I, I wouldn't be surprised if she didn't run away or something.
3: <laughs> that probably would've happened to, honestly. You want me to marry who? No!
1: Uh, Surprisingly, I could actually imagine that. Well, I mean, if you don't know anything, then I suppose... Why are you looking
4: to propose? No. You don't have to ask my blessing if that's what you're asking.
1: No, no, not at all.
4: What's it to you, anyways?
1: She seems familiar. I just thought I sort of recognized her. I mean, if
4: you can tell me who you thought she was, I might be able to fill in the blanks.
1: He looks at you and sort of just smirks. I doubt that. You already said you don't know her.
4: I'm very thinking okay Charleston would probably want to know more but what would he be willing to offer as uh, the person you're thinking from uh is the person you're thinking about from down south
1: you're gonna have to be a bit more specific than down south uh, say a
4: city like uh, Tarja, for example
3: he continues to ride on his aquinthian staring forward betraying no emotion on his face Yes. Let's
1: say that.
4: I don't know her as well as I would like to, but I do owe her and those who she travels with a great debt. Uh, we were never directly told anything about her. There is an air of secrecy, but I have my suspicions that she may be from Taishan. Do you know who she might be?
1: I have my own suspicions of who she could be, and yet sharing all of this could be detrimental to her safety, if... She is who I think she could be.
4: Well, I can definitively say I'm looking to protect her. In my personal life, knowing who you're protecting helps you do it better. That's why I've been very cautious and questioning regarding the Red Guard. As for my understanding, they may be looking for her.
1: Valen, again, just... He keeps his attention drawn to the front as though... To be on the lookout for anything that could change but he says well want us to be careful what information they share nowadays you never know who could be a spy after all if she is who I think she is she's supposed to be dead
4: That would explain why people would be looking for her but I will say I don't think you get in any more secluded company than in the middle of the cliffs
1: I'm sorry Charles but I don't know if I can trust you yet. As I said earlier, too many spies about. I'm, I'm sorry,
4: uh, Mr. Uh, Hotshot over there. Uh, I've kind of been traveling with her uh, for longer than you have, and she refers to me uh, as some form of male guardian. So I, I'm pretty sure you almost asked to propose to her. So I look, if there's anyone who cares about their safety, it would be me. And and John, but also me, and I'm sure John already knows, so filling me in
1: would be nice. Fine, then. He shifts his hands on the reins. One other matter, though.
3: Kelsey.
4: Are you going to ask for her hand in marriage, too?
3: No, that is not what I meant at all. You can actually see he's starting to get kind of red in the face as he takes one of his hands and covers the left side.
4: Sense motive.
3: Sure, sense motive.
4: That's not a good sense motive, but... (laughs) That's not a good roll, but that is a ten, total.
1: How would Charles Smoot take it? Like regard. Like, what does Charles Smoot think it is? Oh, if he's
4: blushing, this man definitely has a crush. He's seen way too many high schoolers. Okay, let's leave it at that.
1: So, Charles Smoot, you assume that he that he has feelings for Kelsey. Indeed. He just says, "No, that is not what I'm saying. I'm. I was about to ask, are they sisters? But No,
4: no blood relation.
1: And why do they look so alike?
4: I don't know. You you know the story. Everyone's got a doppelganger out there.
1: I've never heard of that, but all right. I mean,
4: yeah, it's a thing. Don't worry about it. How about this? You trust me with the potentially life-threatening information, and I'll trust you.
1: All right, and what is it that you're going to offer? He pulls back on the Aquinthian's reins and
3: stops moving.
1: I'm
4: going to give you the information that uh, I have been... Warn against sharing with people But if I may be frank and candid um, Not saying I'm either Named frank or candid um, If I can be honest with you uh, You seem Like a man who is Respectable and competent Which is more than I can say For most of my company But uh, I have been warned against Sharing this information but against The judgment of those people I feel like I could trust you So we could fill each other in if you're so curious.
1: Charles Smoot, as you say that, he turns to look at you and you both kind of make eye contact. He looks like he's about to say something sincere to you, but then you hear a shout, a scream, even.
4: From in front or behind? This from ahead of you. Oh, that's fine. That doesn't matter. We'll go to it, but that's not, that's not concerning.
1: And then you see as someone comes running towards you, it appears to be a man, and he looks injured.
4: What's going on up there?
1: Help! You have to help us! The Drakes are here! Baylin, you want to fill me in? Are there dragons? Not dragons, Drakes. And Isos, I'm not looking forward to this. And that is, we're going to end this week's episode
3: of The Gate Chronicles.
0: All right. We're right. up for double.
4: <laughs> Let's go. J- Jaden's ready to go.
3: Thank you, FoundLinks, for listening to another episode of The Gate Chronicles. We're so glad that you have joined us and that you've stuck around this long. Or if this is your first time listening, huzzah. Congratulations. You've been introduced into the mind trap that is me and my players. Yeah. But anyway, if you did enjoy this episode or you've been enjoying this series or the podcast in general, please make sure you leave us a rating and a review in whatever podcast listening app that you're on. And also, you know, you can share those uh, reviews with us through uh, our Twitter and tag us like on on twitter there at Roll found yeah i'm a little desperate okay (laughs) if you want to support the podcast in other ways make sure you go to our website missing roleplayerfound.com that's missing r-o-l-l-playerfound.com and check out our merchandise where we have hats stickers t-shirts and more or you can always go to our patreon donate to the podcast monthly which helps us get to goals and and such Whatever those goals might be, I don't know. We can talk about those goals. I'm just mentally overwhelmed. I can't come up with anything right now. Help, I'm screaming inside. But yeah, so make sure you guys are following us on our social media accounts to keep up to date with any announcements or news. And yeah, that's basically like the exact same thing. But that's Twitter and Instagram at RollFound. Or make sure you're with us in our Discord. That link is in the description below where you can chat with us, hang out, ask questions, personal or about the characters which could also be personal. I don't know. Have fun with it. Who cares? It's a podcast and we're here to have fun. And we love telling stories and we love telling them to you and to ourselves. And then, you know, maybe one day write a book. Who knows? As always, we're going to give a big thank you and shout out to Will Savino with Music d 20 Michael Gelfie, as well as Monumental Studios for allowing us to use their music and ambiance in today's episode. Go and check them out, guys. They're great creators and just make amazing music and ambiance that you can use in your own game. So go ahead and check them out. We usually use Sirenscape to put together our music for our sessions when we're playing in person. So yeah, if you haven't been using them, consider that as well. We actually have a link in the description if you want to go to that. It's like an affiliate link, but it doesn't do anything for us. It just says, hey, we did things and we told people about it. Anyway, foundlings, again, thank you for joining us and we will see you next next week on The Game Chronicles. Bye,
4: guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.